Okay, this is episode 157 of Tell Me Where to Turn, which you can find at Where to Turn Pod on Twitter. We're going back to our roots today. This is more of an old school feel episode. You can find me on Twitter at Tommy2 underscore zero. Uh, you can find me at Glenn3 underscore 11, although not really tweeting a whole lot lately. Maybe we'll get back to that. And you can find me at Point Break underscore Dave. Well, gentlemen, Glenn, Dave, I have an announcement to make. Okay. A little life change that's happened here in Franklin. Okay. And I would like to be the first to extend this offer to you because if you, either one of you ever feel the need to call me and be like, hey man, um, I need a little help moving, I can now help you. Okay. Have you acquired an enclosed trailer? Not yet, but step one of that plan has now taken place. We've traded in the Ford Explorer. We are now rolling in a F-150. Oh, all right. I'm not sure what the F stands for. <laughs> fun. Oh, fun is going on. Is this a uh, brand new model, or are we going kind of Dave Ramsey where never buy a brand new vehicle? Let's just say that when the papers were signed on this vehicle... Dave Ramsey was smiling down. <laughs> He's still alive. From his mansion. Actually, yes. As far as I know, he's doing quite well. And I, uh, I mentioned Dave Ramsey when I was talking to my insurance agent today, and it played very well. In fact, Dave Ramsey humor at the all- local Allstate office, that's, that's, that's four-star handcrafted comedy right there. Yeah, but you're like in the hometown, though. I think that's easy. That's easy button. Yeah, no, it was. It was default. But she she popped big for it, and I was <laughs> I was glad to see that. And then a uh, shark attack happened. It was a whole lot of weird stuff. Some guy was dressed as a ninja briefly. <laughs> Can't tell you much what happened after that. But, man, let me tell you, the pickup truck has evolved quite a bit since... My last foray, which would have been a uh, late 2000s model Silverado. This uh, this F-150, man, it, it does pretty much everything. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, The last time we bought a vehicle, we were looking at the 4Runner initially for my wife. And while I was in there, I was, uh, let's check out all these uh, Tundras and whatever other models that they have. And, uh, yeah, the, the game has changed over the last 10 years for sure. Yeah. If you're in the towing business, which is the reason I purchased this vehicle, let's just say my old Silverado didn't tell me in degrees, how many degrees off a level I was once the trailer was hooked up or ask me how long the trailer I was pulling was so it could adjust the blind spot detection for me. This truck, seriously, if I'm driving it and I let go of the steering wheel with one hand, it tells me to put both hands back on the wheel. (laughs) So you don't think that's the kind of technology that somebody that had like an IMCA stock car, number 34 double X, roll into Caltown, that they had that kind of technology in their single cab? You don't think he had a uh, a device that told you exactly how close you were to being connected to the trailer hitch so you could back up without any assistance? No. Oh. It's a guy rolling in with the seat belt just over his shoulder so he doesn't get a ticket. <laughs> but he loved America too much to just totally buckle it up. <laughs> uh, that was my dad's trick for like a generation after they made seat belts required and then he finally got to an age where he decided to wear it i think we got a vehicle where you couldn't trick the car it would just beep if you didn't have it actually buckled but 
when he had his old Ford and he had a like an early '90s model Silverado for a long time, never wore a seatbelt. He'd get in, put it over the shoulder, like it looks like he's got it on. Never wore it. That's a guy that loves freedom, is is what I hear. <laughs> is he rolling with the mask these days, or is is that not on the on the playbook? Um, he. I mean, if it's required, it's no big deal. I mean, they have some, but I mean, he's doing. He's doing inspections and stuff for the Texas Sprint Car Series, and that's outside. And they they kind of suggested that you wear one, and he's like, "I'm not getting close enough to any of these people to get sick. I'm not wearing that." He said, "I have a suggestion for you. <laughs> How about you don't tell me what to do?" Yeah, yeah. You may have the awesome mask, but. Exactly. I don't, know where, I don't know where I was going with that one. No, you should have planned that out a little more. That could have really, that could have hit, almost. Yeah, and I, when I was writing out the script for the show today, I just left that part blank. I was going to go back and fill that in later, but you know what happens, man. So, Dave, what is, uh, it's been a few weeks. So, what's been going on down Austin Way? Man, not a, not a whole lot. Um, Saw a, I saw a dude squat five oh five at the gym this morning. <laughs> His rectum you were looking didn't at yourself out. in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh Not, yeah, that's pretty impressive. It was. It was. But uh no. I'm still still actively trying to get COVID <laughs> but haven't haven't yet. Found out a uh one of the people on my team uh she had gone out of state to help her dad because he was selling his moving or something. So she'd been out last week, came home. Her, her dad, and her dad's girlfriend all have COVID. Oh no! Not not uh, not I too mean, bad though. We haven't been. No, I mean, and she like the office has been shut down. I've been in there a few times, but you know, like everyone else. Um, she has not been in contact with anyone else at the company, so I think we're good there. Now, privately, you were telling me that it's not that serious of a disease and that she has nothing to worry about? Um, yeah, pretty much. Because, oddly, my company doesn't hire people in nursing homes that are going <laughs> to die in the next two years anyway. So well, She has, I mean, ultimately she has about a .04% chance of something to worry about. As far as the the final solution that that COVID has for some of us, is that is that broken? That's glo- that's aggregate though, right? Her age range, I think she's thirty something. It's much lower than that. Well, like if she were to <laughs> execute a Samoa drop on somebody, how impactful would it be? <laughs> it would be it would be pretty impactful. <laughs> Let's put it that way. So let's 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 just go aggregate then. It's not Alexa Bliss doing it. Fair. We're kind of thinking more like Erica Enders. Erica Enders, Tamina. (laughs) Erica Enders did a Samoan drop. Would the ring break? That's the real question. Dude, the Thunderdome would just implode like a building. We just all cave in around the center, the epicenter. <laughs> oh man! But also, congrats to her to yes, two pro stock championships. Yes, and thoughts and prayers to everyone with COVID out there. I agree. Congrats to Team Enders. Meh. From time to time, we talk about gambling on this show. We do. It's, we're not going to shy away from it. There's a wager coming up in about a month between Point Break Dave and myself and some other parties that's getting to be quite highly funded. Yeah. And I would like to get Glenn's opinion on this wager. This is a bet revolving around golf. Ooh, okay. So every year uh, in November we do a little weekend retreat. It's kind of more like a men's prayer breakfast pancakes (laughs) yeah it's like a it's like a uh yeah it's like a time to for for fellowship and brotherhood 
with uh with all the guys from our our uh our gambling crew our poker crew there's about eight or nine of them these are the guys who i was betting uh when i went to the dentist last week over under a number of fillings i was going to need to get we'll bet on anything so there are uh, a few of the a few of the guys dave being one of them have taken up the great game of golf recently but but not uh you know new to very new to the game the bet is and we're talking uh, of stakes that have gotten into the hundreds of dollars here it will be tommy two underscore zero by himself against two guys dave being one of them scrambling okay what do you think the odds should be on a bet like this now know that i am near professional status at this point and both of these guys are new to the game but the scramble does yield you quite a big advantage in as much as that you're able to avoid the catastrophic meltdown which can happen even to the best of us it can it's still just two people correct man i don't know thing is i don't know a whole lot of background info are are these two individuals that are good at at least just controlling the ball in the fairway dave one of them is me and i am not good at any aspect of the game see because that's that's the key because if you even if they're not good individually if both people hit off the tee and they're not over in a giant hedge or looking for their ball in somebody's yard like you can you can combine to compete with someone who's who's good at the game but if you're if like if if dave goes up there and he sprays it 75 yards to the right now all the pressure is on this other guy and if he doesn't hit it well you're done before tommy has even hit his second shot you guys are already done it's true and are you playing are you playing just cumulative score are you doing skins I think the idea was to do a cumulative score bet. So, yes, things things the the unraveling is very key in this bet. At least at least for um, the purposes of team scramble. I think I've got Tommy at about a minus three fifty. Oh wow! <laughs> so that's like LeBron James territory. All you have to do is win. It's not like you have to win by a certain number of strokes. No, that's right. Oh, no, we've negotiated strokes. Oh, did I not mention they're getting a stroke a hole? Oh. Wow. Does that change things for you? <sighs> let's, let's put it this way, Glenn. When, when they do the 30 for 30 on this, they're going to start with the fact that Point Break Dave won this bet months before at the negotiating <laughs> table when he got a stroke a hole. And is this a course... That anybody has played before? Actually, neutral site. it will be a neutral site. A <laughs> we haven't decided. We're, we know it's going to be in Fort Worth, but that's as far as we've gotten. And it's got to be in Fort Worth in some place that's comfortable with basically eight other guys trailing the ga- group, uh, drinking and wa- sweating the bet. Rockwood. So it's not, it's not going to be colonial. I, I haven't called Mike Hernandez yet. <laughs> uh, well, we used to play Rockwood back in the late 90s in a large group and most everyone was shirtless so i don't know if the if it's marshaled the same way now as it was back then rockwood where is the where is that geographically in fort worth uh yes i think it's off jacksboro highway but i can't remember exactly oh interesting rough part of town i, I was gonna say thoughts and prayers <laughs> i bet there's a supercomputer that you can hold in the palm of your hand or you could find it pretty quickly rockwood i've never even heard of it i'm not i haven't played much if any golf in fort worth so so if getting a stroke of hole do you do you still like my side in this bet now i want you to understand this other guy in the bet is really bad like he shoots in the 120s and 130s he's not yeah he's not a strong player that's the thing, is because if you, say you shoot an 80, like they've got to break 100 just to have even kind of, even an outside shot. And I right. think I think that's at the best what they're going to do, is break 100. So on I wouldn't... An easy, I wouldn't, an easy course, which I'm assuming this will be, I should shoot right around 80. It, I'm know, putting you on as... A, on an average day. 
Now, now you're a you're a minus one fifty favorite. Yeah, but it, <laughs> still, still getting, still, still getting a, a little bit, still getting a little bit of juice. Do you like, hey Glenn? Do you like bits? <laughs> yeah, who has to wear a funny hat the whole time? No, but one of the uh, one of the people in the crew that is backing Tommy has already ordered and sent pictures. He ordered like the. Uh, master's white caddy jumpsuit and he has it embroidered with tommy's last name on the back and he's gonna caddy for tommy <laughs> okay i like that i'm a fan yeah it's gonna be uh it's gonna be good so lo- look for a report on that it'll be november the 7th the date of the Ooh, weather could be a factor as well but listen i i've been training for this my whole life I, I've played in sub sub freezing temperatures. There's really nothing that can happen that can phase me other than the great equalizer. <laughs> but even that, I mean, you can go. I mean, you're outside. Yeah, you can go and go in the rough and fire away. Have your have your caddy help clean up. <laughs> have a meltdown and then get back to it. <laughs> Just break it. <laughs> wow. Um... So, so that got me through the first item on my agenda as uh, the unofficial moderator of tonight's podcast. <laughs> Next on the list, has anybody seen the new 2021 NASCAR schedule? Boy, I have, and I, I want to put Dave on the spot right here. Tell us three unique things about the 2021 NASCAR schedule. Dave, go right ahead. Um... They're gonna race counterclockwise. That would be great, but no tracks. Uh, they're only gonna race at Talladega <laughs> every race. I'm actually I'm there for that. If they do that, <laughs> I'm there. And they're gonna do they're gonna do and boy this I think this was like in the first twenty episodes when we were we got off trying to improve all sports at one point. And we came up with the idea that they should have a race on the East Coast, and then the trailers have to race to a race on the West Coast. <laughs> They're gonna do that. It's like a Smokey and the Bandit type theme. <laughs> exactly. Well, the the reason I ask is because part of this announcement oh, today. Oh, boom! Oh, I was waiting for Dave's reaction to Grand Slam. Yes, and you know what's funny is last minute I took the over in that game which was eight and a half so that's locked and the yankees are now up and i have uh a player prop on Dragic to store over 18 he's only at six right now so that one's not looking great that's all right still the first half still early guys i uh i have a player prop on Dragic too what are the odds of that we didn't even compare notes we didn't what do you got Oh, rebounds, points. No, uh, I have him as the series MVP. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you know what? Uh, it's not that bad because uh, who was it <laughs> on Golden State that won the MVP and was like a ridiculous long shot? Iguodala did. Yeah. Like if you'd bet him, it was like something crazy. No, I, like I think twenty five hundred. Yeah, something. I think I told you guys, but I've I've bet Miami to win every series and have done it again. And obviously, I'm doing well. I mean, the win against the Bucks was was just unbelievable. And I was thinking, like, how can I get the lemon wedge out for the finals and just trick it up even more? Already going deep against the chalk, like betting against the Lakers. I was like, you know what? I don't need Bam. I don't need Jimmy Butler. Like. Give me Dragic for the MVP. Let's go. But, right. Dave, there's, like there's two things in the NASCAR schedule that one that directly impacts your home city and then one that impacts my home state, and both are fascinating. Well, first, they are going to run a race on the CODA, the Circuit of the Americas. Really? So whatever weekend that is, make sure the guest bed is available. I will definitely be there for that. Glenn, are you are you coming? Uh, we can we can fix up the east wing and oh, I'll I'll be there. Bar, barring uh, me being underground, I will be there. Because that's <laughs> the just a second, drive away. That's nothing. The second thing 
involving my home state, which ironically, if you are looking at a map, which I do occasionally, Talladega is my home NASCAR track. Well, actually, Nashville Motor Speedway is my home track, but Bristol, Tennessee, six hours away. Talladega, just two hours away. But at Bristol, they are going to dump dirt on the Bristol asphalt or concrete oval and have a dirt race in the cup series next year it's gonna be awesome i wow yes all right so yeah bits are bits are fun they're also gonna have an elimination chamber (laughs) (laughs) and uh bubba wallace uh, is going to get to pick his garage stall at every track so there you go they're racing in nashville as well they are, and that uh, that track is less than eight miles from my house, so I will be there for that. And Indy's going to run on a street-based road course in downtown Nashville next year, and I will be there for that. So, I will be uh, I will be in Austin. I there's a good chance I'm going to be in Nashville. Uh, there's one race here, local, Dallas Fort Worth. And they're also having the all-star race here. So the the over-under on NASCAR events of me attending is probably firmly at three and a half right now in 2021. Wow. And the smart money's going on the over. (laughs) Yeah, the uh, Circuit of Americas, man, I'm there. I'm excited. This this will be – that will be a big weekend, gentlemen. Well, keep me – because I don't look at the NASCAR schedule as often as you do. So let me know, and I'll I'll pre-order us some Franklins. Oh, man, to go ahead and order that tonight. Just I, to make I, sure. You can only do it a week out, but... No, I think uh, the date of the race is May the 23rd in Austin. And then four weeks later is Nashville. Dude, the tent is going to be fully <laughs> pitched. Oh man! Yeah, but NASCAR did. NASCAR did a really. Should we ever go home, or should we just stay together for all four weeks? (laughs) I I think we should. There's no way any of us will have jobs by then, so we might as well. (laughs) I uh, I think NASCAR did a really smart thing, though. They added a ton of road courses. There's going to be six next year. They added more short tracks. They cut out a lot of the intermediate, which actually cost Texas their second official cup date. Now they did get the uh, yeah, but reach around of the All Star race. That's but. fine. That's fine with me. That that actually that was a, a positive reaction from my uh, season ticket holder household of getting the All Star race instead of having. I think they we lost the spring race, so we have the All Star race here, and then the race that's like in October. That's perfect. Yeah. No, I think they've done some. They've done some very smart things. They finally listened to the fans. Now, if only Vince McMahon would do the same thing. <laughs> Whoa. But instead, he's got Aleister Black wearing a like bandana over one eye and coming out to a ridiculous hey. theme song. I'm not happy with them changing his theme, them changing Keith Lee's theme. A lot of bad. But the Roman Reigns storyline right now, best thing they've done in a long time. And it has to all be setting up for The Rock to return, right? Yeah, a Samoan dynasty, man. Come on. Yeah. yeah this, if this is what it is. If you're doing that, I mean, that's uh, we're stretching it out the full six months. Like, this is going all the way. All the way to main Exactly. Event. And it would right, make which sense. Which is what, should, what they should do anyways for a WrestleMania main event is build it for six months. Right. WrestleMania is in Hollywood, which I believe The Rock does reside there. The Rock is everywhere. But what if it was he like... He also owns a football team in Las Vegas. <laughs> what if it was like a swerve and it was like another Samoan? Like it, was it was like, like Nagama Kung Su or something like that. It, it was The Rock, but it's W-R-O-C-K. <laughs> it's just some guy that does IT. I, but no, I... Uh, now, the only um, buzzkill idea... Regarding the current push for Roman was uh, was thrown out there by my seven year old who was like, "Yeah, that's cool." So how long do, until he fights the fiend and then the fiend changes him back to being a good guy? And I was like, <laughs> "No, don't say that." 
Don't say it too loud. If your house is bugged, you might get a dead gum. <laughs> then we can put Roman in a mask and a vest again. You won't be able to see any of them. Well, dude, getting that shirt off or getting that vest off him, whew, man. Yeah. So uh, he he went away because obviously suppressed immune system, a little more prone to maybe contracting something than than the regular person. Than it, Dave. It, yeah, it, it appears all he did was just, he exited the performance center, went straight into a weight room, and worked out for six months straight. Dude, you ain't lying. He looks amazing. He does. So does Rusev in AEW. He slimmed down. He slimmed down. He looks great. So I will I will tell you that I, I did not click the mouse on the purchase button, but I definitely was hovering over either a tank or the sleeveless hoodie that says wreck everyone and leave. <laughs> but I didn't but, you but then you realized think. that a local pastor was already wearing it next Sunday. <laughs> I uh didn't quite think I could pull it off, so I was like, nah. Well, hold off. It'll save my 35 bucks. The thing I'm really looking forward to is uh, next time Tommy gets deposed and they're going through his text and there's a group text between the three of us. I'm like, I'm so glad they took Roman's shirt off. <laughs> they're like, what exactly was this all about? Hey, just saying. And these guys also seem very excited. The man is in the man is in tremendous shape. No, I just thought that I don't know if you've heard. Um, I think this is possibly made up conspiracy theory that's floated on the internet after The Rock issued a video kind of supporting Biden that that's not the actual Rock that the the real Rock was executed by the deep state and now it's a clone. <laughs> like this is this is not real Roman Reigns. Like Roman actually. He didn't beat leukemia. This is this is like the cyborg Roman who can do anything. It's really just like the third Uso that they've just put on steroids. They did like they did in Captain America and hooked him up to that machine and injected the stuff into him. And for they they hooked Jimmy Uso up to just like a vat of Jack Daniels. Oh, <laughs> they gave him that. They're like, we're gonna hook him up. Give him this IV of alcohol and put him in like a Corvette. What could go wrong? <laughs> what what could fine. possibly happen? So speaking of the Rock endorsing Biden, are you are you officially coming out and doing that as well, Glenn? Man, did you guys watch the the big show last night? I watched every second. Man, of me it. too. I didn't watch one second. I didn't watch one second of it. So between the three of us, what does that average out to be? Like sixty six percent watched. Yes. I think that works. I point six repeating of course. obviously. Um, it was what I expected, exactly. But actually, far worse. <laughs> I was expecting it to be that bad, <laughs> man. I mean, it was. In what other public forum could you behave that way, like in a formal setting? Like, there is I know, and I'm sure there's probably like school board council, city council stuff that we never see or that, that is probably his wheels off. But that's not a good comparison to be like, oh, you should be at a, a crumb ISD meeting. It's just like that. I mean, <laughs> we're talking low, <laughs> lowest common denominator here. Crumb. Oh that's gosh. what that of all the places to pull out, you went with crumb. <laughs> It's always just stuck out that it's spelled with a K, and I don't know why. Well, at least it's just one there. I bet there was a few more at one point. But and I mean, Trump, Trump is the bully, but is that's Trump his... spelled with three Ks. Let's just get it out there. Is it? I, I've only seen one. Okay, but I haven't been to very many convenience stores there, so that's usually where they they get Kevin's Candy Corner type of thing. That's how they get around it. So what so what what changed in the world where we have so little respect for the presidential office now 
where we can tell the sitting president to just shut up or whatever happened. I mean, I, I seriously, this is not meant to be divisive, but good grief. What happened to just having some respect for the office of the presidency? I think honestly, like, and I know this is the fallback everyone goes to, but when, and obviously there's media outlets on both sides, but the one on whoever, you know, whatever politician, the side that's against him, like, the coverage is just so antagonistic, almost, of, like, this guy is trying to kill everyone. <laughs> this is, like, the worst person in the world. There's no there's no nuance where it's like, you know what? This guy's really bad at this this certain thing. It's just, you know, pedal to the metal, and both sides do it. But it's just, like, yeah. once you get that in your mind, you're like, well, then... Anything's an option, you know. That's that's the most frustrating thing to me was, uh, and it was with both guys. It wasn't just one or the other, but like the example with with Trump, he's being criticized for hey, two hundred thousand people have died under your watch this year, and I don't think the expectation was the number would be zero, but two hundred grand seems pretty high. And his his retort was basically. Well, if you'd have been in charge, it would have been a bigger disaster, and we have two million. And that was his only. That was it. It was. It's basically like when you're talking or arguing with someone, debating, having a discussion, and all they do is just say the same thing back to you over and over. <laughs> and it's a discussion you can't win, even though you're winning the discussion. You can't win it because the person will never give up or give in. They just keep. Right. Saying the same thing over and over, and it's a, it's a great strategy, at some level. <laughs> it's usually like, I don't know, like while you're watching a game somewhere, like a Buffalo Wild Wings, not in a presidential debate. <laughs> I mean, that's the <clears throat> that's the thing. Like when it got over, and not that debates change people's minds anyway, but you're just like, from a car wreck perspective tremendously entertaining but from any other perspective it's like that didn't do anything for anyone no like as far as like making a decision or understanding a point of view more clearly like it did nothing i I, I, actually slid to or or juiced up from i think minus 120 to minus 150 after the debate though and the theory yeah. is it was simply because he made a public appearance for longer than a handful of minutes and appeared to be lucid the whole time. And people were like, okay, well, that was the only thing we were worried about, so now we're good. No, I would... Uh, we have high standards, don't we? <laughs> But he didn't... He had moments where he kind of stumbled a little bit on his words, or he'd start in something, and you could tell he was like, wait, hold on, and then go back to where he needed to start his statement over. But you've also got to think he's got somebody just basically like you're trying to give a speech or a presentation and someone else is talking directly into your ear, like counter to everything you're saying the whole time. So some of it's kind of understandable. I, I don't know that anybody won the debate, but the coverage I saw afterwards kind of said uh, more or less that Trump just came on too strong. Like, he was doing too much of that, and he didn't need to do it. He could have won this thing by just kind of slow playing it a little bit as to how antagonistic he was. Well, the thing, and I think I, I may have said this four years ago, it's always baffled me that, and I don't know if this is from a voter perspective, but at least it's covered, like the debates are a big deal. Being good at debating is a skill set that I don't think necessarily translates into what you want a president to do, if that makes sense. That makes sense. Like, like that's not a real skill that you need to properly run the, the country. And that's why I think it devolved into the... And I don't have insight, obviously, but I guarantee Trump and his people were telling him like dude just do your crazy interrupting yelling bit and try to get biden to get flustered and look like an idiot and biden's people were telling him which he did in several spots which i think was good for his side is like 
ignore them, like talk into the camera, like try to get your points across. But it's just like they're both out there just trying to trying to mess up the other one, essentially, and not really provide any substance. Right. No, and I think it's a good point that whether that really translates to the day-to-day uh, duties or obligations of the job. Like if you've got a major decision to make, you're surrounded by your your cabinet, you're bouncing ideas, or you're listening to all this stuff, and then you make the decision. It's not like it's not like it's a game show. Like they just walk you up on a stage and put thirty seconds on the clock and just <laughs> ask you six questions real fast. That that's not how it works. It's like a, I used to have a, a boss, and we were looking at we were hiring a data scientist, and he was nitpicking like overuse of a word on the guy's resume right like the guy wasn't a good writer like he kept you know reusing the same word i was like dude he's a data scientist like, yeah like if he had a if he i had don't a care flawless... how good a creative writer he <laughs> yeah, is if he had a flawless perfect english resume that that probably probably means he's not the guy you want to hire <laughs> exactly <laughs> he's got the smooth tommy resume i'm like this guy probably doesn't know anything Whoa. he's probably just gonna talk his way to the top yeah. offensive <laughs> highly offensive eventually eventually be exposed as being so far in over his head so did they get into and again i didn't watch it did they get into the tax situation much did they attack our president yeah with they the talked tax about stuff? it but it was real it was real weird you know it's it was kind of like glenn was saying there was whatever one person said the other person just said it wasn't true so like they're like this article came out that you only paid and Trump's like, no, that's not true. The the real article's gonna come out later or something like that, and then there's like okay, I don't know where I don't know where we go from here. <laughs> your your source is something that hasn't been published yet. So assuming it is true, which it probably is, or pretty close, <clears throat> does that really bother you guys? Like it doesn't really move the needle for me. I I honestly I kind of expect people that are that wealthy to have really awesome accountants that figure out loopholes. And I mean, wouldn't you almost lose respect for somebody if they like, yeah, I made, you know, a hundred million dollars and I paid 38% of it in taxes. Like, wouldn't you be like, are you an idiot? Yeah. Our, our system encourages ways to find deductions for anything and everything. Right. Yeah. But I mean, how many times have you been using TurboTax? And you get like a 1099 and you put it in there and you see what that counter does. And you're like, oh, that's not going to work for me, brother. <laughs> and then you just start running down some other avenue. I mean, I mean, we've been there, right? I mean, I'm not alone in this, am I? No. And the, the thing is, like, I mean, anyone that's ever ran like their own little small business or worked for a small business, like, you see how it is. Like, you know the owners of the company, you know, they're running everything through the business. They're running their car leases through the business. They're running everything they can to, you know, not show a big profit. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I'm like, yeah. And what I thought this was kind of funny structure, which I'm sure wasn't intentional, but I feel like they brought up the tax stuff after they were talking about like, uh, was it, I don't know if it's climate change or environmental or whatever, but they're, you know, laying out the plans of what they do. And it's all like, well, we're going to we're going to do this and give tax tax deductions if you build this way and you have this kind of weatherproofing on your building. It's like this is why our tax code is so you give all these incentives and then someone does it and doesn't pay taxes. And they're like, hey, (laughs) wait a second here. (laughs) Right. What's what's funny to me, too, is. um, if you do just take the entire number, and I know this wouldn't work perfectly, but if you take the just the total pool of adults in the U.S. over the age of 18 and you multiply it by, you know, it's more than $750, but it's not that much more, you can get to the tax revenue pretty easily. You know, and I, and I realize for low-income households, you'd have to have some kind of sliding scale, but it doesn't have to be that complicated. I mean, I believe they no, collect somewhere in the neighborhood of like four and a half trillion dollars in taxes, which is a absurd number. I mean, just when you when you think about how big that number is, but it, when you multiply it by the number of adults over eighteen, you don't have to ask for a ton of money to get there. 
Yeah. And you just take well, all of this nonsense out of it. And then you don't have a situation like I did last year when I'm in TurboTax and filing as a self-employed daily fantasy sports professional <laughs> so I could offset my DraftKings 1099G and I'm like writing off a year subscription to Daily Fantasy Nerd and depreciating my computer and my MLB.TV <laughs> subscription. That's ridiculous. You shouldn't I have it. I know, but I, you shouldn't I, I have to do that. Like, if I run for president, they will find a tax return from 2018 where I <laughs> filed as a daily fantasy sports professional. <laughs> Hunter Biden's going to hold it up. <laughs> explain this, sir. Yes, explain, you know, explain, what this, like, yes, explain what this Roto Grinders is all about. Tommy comes out to the podium and it's like the, uh, the Tony Stark, I am Iron Man part. He's like, I am awesome. <laughs> Joke I, I know, and, and I'm sure there's a guy who doesn't like wearing a seatbelt that would hold up his lighter on this, but when you're in the racing business and you collect prize money during the year, but it oh. in no way comes close to offsetting what you've spent, the, the fine art of doing your taxes where you, you want to just make it look just right where you're not really paying any tax and you're winning, but also not showing a $30,000 loss... Yeah, I, I guarantee you that 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 that's being done. You know, you probably go go down to the track and run run down pit road, and you're going to find about a hundred good solid Americans that have been doing that. And trust me, I've been a part of a numerous numerous amount of quote unquote business lunches in and around the machine <laughs> shop. Especially as I got older, and yeah, every once in a while, I'd be like, yeah, "I'll take care of it." Oh no. Wait. Nobody nobody on this show would do anything like this. But imagine if you perhaps started your own Las Vegas hotel review website just so you could write off three annual trips to Las Vegas. Oh, the good old days. Hey. Um, but here's the thing that drives me crazy, and I know I'm not the first person to say this, but it seems like it could be done very simply, right? Like, everyone... The first 60K you earn every year, you don't pay any taxes on. So that takes care of well, you know, lower income. Any, I'm that, not paying any taxes. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, then you just bracket it out, you know, 60 so, to... So you're, you're telling me I only get through March where I don't have to pay taxes? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. But that's the thing. Then you get, you, know, you know, 60 to... 200k is you know whatever percent you paid 15 percent on that or whatever it turns out to be and then 200k to 800k you pay 22 percent on that section of income like it's just it and then there's no deductions all that goes away like this is what you're paying would it would it bankrupt every not-for-profit and charity in the country if you did that system because people wouldn't donate. Yes. Because the write-off is the whole allure. Um, maybe we keep that deduction. <laughs> let me let me ask you this. This is a very liberal thing, a thought. But I would I'm curious your opinion. What about mandatory services that you have to pay for, like vehicle registration or driver's license renewal? Would you be in favor of an income based sliding scale for those things no uh no no that doesn't sound right see because i heard somebody make a very compelling case to me so now remember i just bought a 2020 f-150 with cash so i may not be the best <laughs> person to have this argument with Sheesh. But told you dave went with me he held my hand as i signed the signed did the you, check did you bring did you bring the money in the bank briefcase with you? Yeah, handcuffed to my hand. <laughs> but what he said is, so, so say, say that, and I, I'm, I'm grasping at a number, but I think this is about right. But say your vehicle registrations, I think it's like 80 bucks or 81 bucks or something like that. It's, it's in that neighborhood. Yeah. So to Glenn, like that means like less than nothing. Like he bets more than that on the, uh, the Sunday million, right? No comment. But if you're making if you're making minimum or close to minimum wage, you're making eleven or twelve dollars an hour. That can be representative of an entire workday just to register your vehicle. 
is that is that fair or should there be a sliding scale where maybe the low income earner only has to pay 20 bucks to register their vehicle but Glenn has to pay 200 to register his vehicle should he pay a penalty for being successful well let me ask you this cuz there's european countries that base speeding ticket fines on the income of the person speeding have you ever heard this no nope. i have not there's like some dude that i mean he was uber rich he was speeding in a ferrari and he was going like 85 miles an hour i don't know what the speed limit was and the ticket for his income was two hundred ninety thousand dollars for speeding I think huh. we would have to put a cap. So I think, think we'd have to put a cap on there, but within some reason. <laughs> I mean, I know for a fact that I pay more for the YMCA than people at lower incomes. I drive a truck that's almost twenty years old. There's no way <laughs> I need to be paying more than anybody else. In fact, I would argue you don't even need to register that anymore. It's been registered <laughs> enough. It should be. It should be registered as an antique now. How is it? Yeah. How is it not grandfathered at some point? That's a good point. But, I mean, the, the thing you're getting into, though, is your, your varying price of the exact same service. Right. right. But couldn't you argue you're doing the same thing with your taxes, though? Because I don't think the lower income taxpayer gets less governmental support than the higher income one. I mean, we could get it. There There might be, but that's like a whole nother podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, we're already doing that. You're already paying different percentages on what you owe, or what you. Well, I'm not paying. Based on what I'm not paying earn. anything because I am a master of TurboTax. <laughs> so if I pay, I feel like there needs to be. What's my incentive? If I pay the two hundred instead of eighty for my registration, do I? What do I get that uh, the guy who's not paying anything doesn't get? I, I you got to give me. You got to give me something here. Maybe a fancy Maybe sticker. You, yeah, maybe you get like uh, free roadside assistance. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say, or like a Yeti mug, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? Now, now we're talking. Maybe <laughs> just a couple of Rangers tickets. All of a sudden, I'm interested. You get a, you get a vanity plate that just says Elias. <laughs> <laughs> I could go so, for that. So kind of going back to the original question, though, does the does the tax return situation bug you, Glenn, like as an American? Are you does that did that move the needle for you or are you just kind of like, yeah, that's kind of what I expected it to be? Uh, well, I haven't gone back and done the research, but I think the claim was that he paid seven hundred and fifty that one year. But the year before that, he paid like millions of dollars and oh, yeah. mil- no, millions of dollars a year before that. Spun so. out of context. The bigger right. story there is that most all of his businesses were losing money, which enabled him to do the big write-offs. I think that might be a, a little bit more of a concern. But even you could argue that was strategic because he needed, you know, he needed those write-offs to balance things that were successful. I don't necessarily understand that philosophy, but he, he's just he's just playing the system, and we all do it to a certain degree. He just does it to a very extensive degree because he's dealing with hundreds of millions of dollars. So they said that Kamala Harris and her husband, they like immediately then have their tax return ready to go. And they paid, I think, a million dollars in taxes on three million in income. So essentially 30 percent. What an idiot. Well, and I'm kind of wondering if, you know, she probably had an inkling like, hey, I'm definitely on the VP short list here last year. So she just told her husband, like, look, this is really going to suck, but. We're going to actually have to do our taxes straight up this year just because we're going to need it. It's going to buy a lot of driver's licenses for people. I wish I'd have never brought it up. Get no support from either one of you two. I'm just saying if you have somebody from SmackDown there that I take my driver's license picture with, like I'm in, I'll pay the extra 120 Like even if it's Tucker, I don't care. Hey, do you want do you want my political positioning statement? Oh, Are you guys ready? Only if yeah. you sign the screen. 
Yeah. I will sign the screen. And I was I was about to say all, but I will I will caveat this. Ninety nine point nine percent of all politicians. Okay. So who's the one you're leaving out? The Rock? Well, I'll get to <laughs> okay. this. No. Ninety nine point nine percent can walk. If you if if you get <laughs> Oh, so you're talking about Abbott. Ridiculous. Goodness. If you gave them two choices, right? They got door number one and door number two. And door number one is you get reelected, and then after you've served your term, you get the sweet, you know, job or speaking tour or whatever where you're set up because some corporation you helped gives you a job, whatever. That's door number one. Door number two is you actually help people, but you don't get any of that. 99.9% 99.9% take door number one, and the 0.1% that don't, they're not senators, congressmen, right? governors. They're like the guy in the city council in some small town. He's like, ah, I just want to help people. Right. Yeah. I mean, I kind of have the, the thought that, I mean, we watch this stuff, but none of these people on the TV really care about us. Like one of us dies tomorrow, they they don't care. No, and and I mean the hypocrisy. The hypocrisy is. Um, I mean, just look. Anytime there's any decision to be made, they you can go back and find where most of the notable politicians have vacillated when it suited them. I mean, look at the Supreme Court situation. You know, you've got the Republicans now rushing to get a nomination in when before it was like nine months before the election, and they're like, oh. No, we can't can't do that. We've got to wait till the new you know new president gets in. But then when you flip it to the other side, you know the Democrats were the most outspoken people. You know, do your job. You know, your job is to to nominate somebody. Now they're like, oh, can't do that. It's just like I was talking about the guy lighting his pants on fire last podcast. So that's not funny. <laughs> yeah, that's frustrating, but but not surprising though. On the Supreme Court thing. What else you had on the run sheet there, table well, captain? Well, we've skipped around a little bit. Um, well, your job was to keep us in line. Well, so but it's, this is... I blame you. Yeah, Chris Wallace. This is going about as well as last night. Uh, if we go back to the sports page a little bit. Um, so the Stars really blew it on Monday night, huh? Boy, they did. That looked like a tired, oh. tired team. The, that cost me. I bet at the start of the bubble, I bet the Stars to win the Cup at like plus 1,800. And I was, when it was 1-1. Man, if if they would have gotten, I guess it was game four, because the two overtime games in a row, if they would have somehow gotten both of those, they might have had enough left to eke out a game seven, but uh, Tommy was right. Like they had, they had nothing, nothing left. left. No. Why, Dave? Why tell does... me you hedged that bet. You know what's funny is I was going. Oh, my boy. whole plan was because uh, Tampa Bay was such a big favorite going into the series. I was like, as soon as the Stars, if they win Game One and it shifts the series odds a little bit, I'll go take Tampa Bay. Or you know if. Dallas gets up 2-1 in games. I'll go take Tampa Bay and they never they were never down, so their odds just kept getting worse to bet Tampa Bay, so I never did. It was good. It may have been a misstep, but I I'm so highly hedged and leveraged on this presidential. <laughs> <laughs> I sent Tommy the uh I sent Tommy the notice on Bovada where it said it won't allow me to bet any more money on the presidential race. Man. So you've guy. got it covered from all angles. You froze. I oh, I was going to say, you, you have it covered from all angles? I I've, Let's put it this way. I am making a good bit of money whichever way it goes, but... If a third party, if one of them dies and someone that's not named Biden or Trump man, I will never financially recover from this. So that's what I was going to say is, is there the, does the prop exist that you take either candidate 
and they are elected, but they don't make it to January 20th, so the VP is the president. All my bets are couched on winner of the electoral college. Okay. Not actually taking office. Okay. So. Ah, so a coup does not set you back. No. Is there any chance that happens, uh, Dave? A coup? Yeah. Like he doesn't leave office. Yeah, that he like just Trump that he's just like, and, nah, I'm all right. No, he's he's all talk. You don't think that January nineteenth they're getting ready to move him out, and all of a sudden the lights go down, and then retribution comes in. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'll say this. I think, and man, like, it's funny. Everyone's you know acting like if the candidate they're against wins, it's the end of the world. Honestly, man, I just don't want some kind of drug on where, you know, it's middle of December and we still don't know who won. Because I think that will be really bad for Oh, that'll be a everyone. disaster. Like, at that point, you know, it's just like, all right, you know, we can't figure it out. Give it to our truth <laughs> Like... <laughs> Where's Otis with the money in the bank? He just runs there in. I'm be, president now. There should be a political money in the bank. <laughs> there should be. So, I, I will tell you, even if it drags out, like, uh, election day is, it's the first Tuesday in November, right? Yeah. Um, by noon the following Wednesday, I will have lost complete interest. So, if, if it's undetermined or whatever. Even if they don't know. Uh yeah, but I'm kind. Of, I, I would anyway, but I'm kind of forced to in this household, and I'm gonna try to vote early. I'm not going on the day. Interesting. Early voting starts in like two weeks, and I'll probably be there within the next two or three weeks. Interesting. Do we have do we have sign yard signs in your neighborhood? Glenn? In mine, yes. Okay, and this I'm glad you brought this up, uh, because we since we're doing school virtually, we do a walk to school we basically just walk the neighborhood and then come back to the house but if if my immediate neighborhood was representative of the whole country i think biden would carry roughly 85 percent of the votes like there's a stretch near my house where it's like eight or nine houses on one side and on the other side it's it's almost that many in a row that all have biden harris signs in them and there's like one trump sign so you live so here's the reason you live in a neighborhood that doesn't pay taxes that's fascinating <laughs> so here's why i bring that I live up. on chaz boulevard <laughs> i uh and this like gets back to my just whole annoyance of how angry and divided everyone is. Nice little suburb neighborhood I live in. Feel like everyone's pretty chill, right? You know, got the got people out walking around. Any town USA, right? Everyone's waving, you drive down the street, you wave to people. Our neighborhood guy put up a Trump yard sign. Kinda at the front of the neighborhood. Then, the three houses across the street and on either side of them both put up Biden signs, or all three put up Biden signs. And then, four houses down from that, a guy put up a Trump sign. Then the house next to him put up a Biden sign. <laughs> then oh, it's the an arms race. house put up a Trump sign and then got an enormous Trump flag and put that out in their yard. And it's just like... What are, what are we doing here, guys? Like, I I don't know. There's no way that's going to lead to something great. No, and like, and that's the thing. Like, I think everyone. It's like one of those where, not to brag, but the the neighborhood I live in. It's one of those where everyone has enough to lose that no one's going to do anything stupid. <laughs> but it does seem a little more just. Not quite as warm and friendly as it used to be. Yeah, that's unfortunate. So I'm just gonna put out like a a sign for I don't know the new day. Or it, if <laughs> I was gonna say if it was if it was available, I'd put up about a ten by ten sign of McIntyre throwing Roman over the ropes to win the Royal Rumble. <laughs> 
And that would be my sure. political party. I'm going, I'm voting for Air Scotland. <laughs> um, I think the only other thing, this is probably more directed towards Tommy, although Dave has some bets and such. What do we think about this wild-ass first round of the MLB playoffs? Well, I hope they never do this again. Well, they're doing it next year. Oh, they are doing it next year. I thought this yeah. was a one-year-only thing. No, I think they did it for this year and next year, not knowing what next year would look like, number yeah. of games-wise. No, I I, uh, I feel like it's going to cause teams to get through, that sh- or it already has caused teams to get through that shouldn't get through. I mean, the Astros should not have even been in the playoffs. Yeah, under and have now advanced. Yeah. I feel really bad for Cleveland. I mean, they're getting their doors blown. I think they were a solid squad. I like the idea... This could benefit the Rangers, though. <laughs> I like the idea of the wild card round being a best two out of three instead of one game, but but we still need to stick to only the... It ends up being, I guess, five teams instead of eight that advance. Yeah, I agree with that. You got any thoughts or where where does your money lie as far as who's going to win this whole thing? My rooting allegiance now, being in the geographical location that I'm in, I'm supposed to be a Braves fan now. Okay. And they're a likable team, and they're on our regional Fox Sports here. Okay, got a big win today. Yeah, big W today. Did Chipper Jones hit a RBI? Yeah. Yeah. Tom Glavin started. Smoltz Chipper, came in for the save. David Justice. <laughs> David Mark, Justice was two for four. Yeah, Mark Wohlers came in. and Don't get me started on late 80s, 90s Braves. I can did, go forever. Oh gosh. Did John Rocker play for the Braves? He did, yeah. I mean, he, he made his uh How's he doing he these days? He's, he's the mayor of Crumb. <laughs> It's kind of amazing how that works out. Um, no, my my boss is just a like diehard Indians fan, so I was kind of helping. Uh, I was kind of pulling for them, but I do think they're not gonna. I don't think they're gonna survive the uh, New York onslaught. And um, you know, other than that, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna stick with the. I'm gonna stick with being a probably pulling for the Braves. I'm pulling for basically anybody but the Astros at this point. Okay, I've taken a taking a, a liking to the White Sox for well, this a, year. It's a feel-good story there. And but I, but I think because they were just beset by injuries all yes. season long, the Yankees have just hustled everybody. And I think they're probably the best team in the American League as it stands right now. Yeah, and they had so much of their offensive firepower on the sidelines for the majority of the season. And just now getting that back. So, tickets go on sale on Tuesday, but there will be fans allowed at the NLCS and World Series in Arlington. And let's just say this guy right here is very interested in going to a World Series game, regardless of who's in it. We'll have to see how that times out. it last time. (laughs) What? We'll have to see how that times out if it's going to be one of the weekends I'm in town. I may be interested. Oh, okay. In, I may be interested in socially distancing but accompanying you to the said World Series game. So it's weird. the The rules are um, you can't. You have to buy tickets. Have to be bought in like groups of four. So like I can't just buy one ticket. You have to sit in pods of four people. Interesting. Yeah. I'm gonna. Tr- Can we? Can we still go to Bennigan's before? Watch Tommy spit a sandwich in the ground. Okay. I think we recreate that whole night. <laughs> because, <laughs> was it a Monte Cristo? Is that what it was? Yes. The, if, you guys, was well, if you guys want to recreate the whole thing for the World Series at the new stadium, I'm there. That was that would work out well because it could be the three of us and then kind of a random fourth <laughs> whose car breaks down. <laughs> we have to go back. That he has to call Tommy and be like, hey, my car won't start. Can you help me? 
But yeah, we do need Tommy to order like the hottest meal possible and then immediately take a bite of it as soon as they put it on the table. So he has to spit it out on the floor. All of this can be arranged. I might have my mask on though, so it might be I might spit it just into my mask. I don't know <laughs> how that works. The uh the poor waitress looked like when Lesnar bre- beat the Undertaker to in the streak. She was just like, "What? What happened?" Yeah, but that's that's happening, and I am I'm quite interested. I think let's, there's a very stay, good chance. Uh, let's stay closely aligned on this. I've got I'm going to be back in Texas quite a bit here in a few weeks, so got several trips planned. All right, we'll we'll work that out. Well, that is. Uh, I think that's all of the uh, topics for debate that I had on the agenda. Let's let's go yeah. back and make sure I didn't miss anything. Um, no, we hit on everything. Nobody talked over each other that much, and we're still great friends. We didn't do it right. <laughs> that's true. I also paid my taxes. <laughs> <laughs>